Hello and welcome to our Better Care as a Community podcast. My name is Dr Laura Hill and today I'm joined by the lovely Holly Poole. Holly is the Programme Delivery Manager for Communities of Practice and more of which we'll hear about in a moment. But Holly, hello, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. You'll know Communities of Practice as Better Care down um, around Brighton and if you're from the East Surrey area then you may know the phrase Primary Care Network. It all sounds complicated but these fairly new ways of working in fairness they all have a common theme they're all focused on a delivery of care that's organized around the individual person and and personalized Holly tell us a bit more about what this means so what it means is they're networks or teams of different professionals from different organisations working together to provide more coordinated care. They're made up slightly different in each area, but the norm is occupational therapists, community nurses, physiotherapists, mental health practitioners, social workers, all working together around the patient's needs, identifying issues and hopefully trying to deliver coordinated care for our patients. I suppose this way of working, we're trying to support people to better manage their own conditions, but actually acknowledging people who are living with lots of complexity like this actually need that level of intervention sometimes to be able to manage and avoid any unnecessary sort of A&E attendances. And of course, they need to see general practice and their GPs less. This is important, isn't it, as we look at actually the stresses and strains on the system? Absolutely, it's really important. And I think what we're finding, it's not just for patients as well, it's teams and communities. We're all coming together to support our patients. We have a whole population approach where we're working at the moment so any patient can be referred in with any issue and because we've been working this way for quite a while we've become familiar what's in our local areas and we're able to signpost and support those patients that perhaps don't need the full-on multidisciplinary approach but also those patients who do have really complex needs we're able to support um, and keep them within our team for their whole journey so whether they need to go into hospital and we support them in that way and hopefully get them out of hospital quicker or if they have a slight illness we're able to intervene get involved and get all the right people involved in their care so it's about how we as professionals communicate with other teams to make sure that the patient is hopefully living well at home or in their own homes or wherever they live whether that's in their own home or a nursing home or residential home mm-hmm. so it's all about providing that coordinated joined up care so lovely to hear and I know from my experiences of the teams actually they're very connected to the community and voluntary sector because so often social isolation and and loneliness plays a big part in in how somebody is able to cope with with living and living well. Absolutely that's been so important the relationships we've built with all the voluntary organisations locally how they've made a real difference Mm. to to what we're doing and what we can offer. So I see it in my role as a GP as well frees up capacity, certainly less duplication of work and assessments between the professionals involved in that team and allows practices to have a more personal relationship with that much wider team of professionals like you say from therapists to mental health team workers it's great it's a really good team it really is and I think also what we found over the over time is that we've learned so much from each other and also I think probably our GPs have learned what's in the local area Mm. from us so it's a real coming together of uh, professionals and working so of course one of the main benefits is patient journey we want that to be seamless experience getting the right care 
like they say, at the right time, rather than feel they're being referred on from pillar to post, which is unfortunately, it can be you know, quite a difficult thing to handle, especially when you're not feeling well yourself. And the team are there to support the carers as well. It's a holistic approach. So when we get involved with a patient, we're looking at their whole situation, and that obviously includes family, carers, we kind of identify all the different needs, whether it's from social care need, a health need, or a mental health need, or as you said earlier about isolation. So we're looking at everything and addressing them in the right way. So we don't want to rush. We mm. want to make sure that patients are given the right information and we support them to be able to live well. And we work closely, let's say with all, all the organizations to put together a plan for our patients mm -hmm. so that if they do become unwell, they know how to contact us or they know who to contact, the right person. Mm -hmm. So they have that with them and we're able to uh, work with them, uh, change it as needed. So it's a very flexible, holistic approach. That's wonderful. And presumably, therefore, any wishes they may have about their care or place of care for example can be incorporated into that absolutely for example we have a contingency plan for a patient who wanted to stay at home but obviously they understood the need that they may have to go into hospital so what we did is we worked with the patient their carers with the accident and emergency department and other organisations to put together a plan where the patient, if they did call 999 over the weekend, they would be transferred to their nearest hospital where there was a plan in place. So the doctors there knew exactly what the needs were, what support was in place at home and how to get that patient home really quickly and who to contact within the community to support that discharge home. That's wonderful. So actually, the longer you live and the more conditions you live with, the more likely it is that you will have ill health and you will need to access that sort of level of escalated care. So to have some, therefore, exert some control and choice over that in a safe way and for the clinicians to know your complexities and, and what makes you different to others and have a plan to come home quickest I think that's really plausible it's to be applauded and I know it goes down very well with patients as well and that's the most important thing for us is making sure that it's a, a patient-centered contingency plan and that everyone is aware of it including family relatives and carers mm, wonderful so Holly what does this mean for patients who want to come and see me as a GP can they still expect this to happen <laughs> you made me redundant well, absolutely not. This doesn't mean that you're out of a job, Laura. Um, it just means that you as a GP are left to focus on the clinically complex patients, care planning and difficult diagnosis. Mm. And for us as a team to work with you to ensure that all the bits and pieces are put together like a puzzle, which will hopefully make your job easier. And hopefully for the patient to know that they have got another opportunity of seeing someone slightly different, seeing the most appropriate person. Yeah. So it might be that they need to see an occupational therapist for some functional work, for example, mm -hmm. and hopefully those things that we do will support you, our GPs and our primary care colleagues. Yeah. I think GPs mostly meet with these teams on a sort of month-by-month -month basis, is that right, to discuss 
patients and, and how they can best be supported. Yeah, that's right. So what we do is as a team, we come out to our GP practices. As I say, all the other people we've had before, all our disciplines come together and we talk about patients that are either of concern or um, look at contingency plans and management plans to get input from our GPs and support. And it's a really good way of coming up with some really good plans and ideas. Mm. Everything's put on the table and it's surprising the different things outside of the box things that we think about that actually are really helpful and beneficial so Mm. it's another great learning for us as professionals as well. And these contingency plans they're then viewable aren't they by the ambulance service by out of hours sort of doctors and services. That's right we make sure we share them with all the most appropriate professionals so with social care as well Mm -hmm. Um, but most importantly I think is around the ambulance service we're able to share our plans and if a patient rings 999 that plan will come up on the screen of the paramedic on site and he will be able to see what the community plan is and we've seen that that really does make a difference in reducing patients being conveyed to hospitals. Yeah, I can see that from the patients that I work with. So really a key success factor of this really effective service has been how you've led the teams to develop this really productive working across organisations and across those usual boundaries. And we know that's been lacking in the past, so we really welcome this as a step forward. Clearly there's more to do and how we join that together better for a person. Focusing on care support planning for people living at home or in a care home, helping them improve their knowledge, skills, confidence, it's so important, isn't it? It really is. And feedback we get from engagement events that we've done is really positive that organisations are coming together to work in this way so to have a social worker sitting in the same office as a mental health professional and a community nurse sharing information talking things through for the good of the patient and the patient's journey we know that that's a really positive thing and hopefully as I say there is a lot of work to do but we're really working hard to work with community nursing homes Mm -hmm. residential care and voluntary sector so we can really look in the community and pull it all together but for the patient I think it it reduces duplication they don't have to keep telling the same story Mm. they know that if they tell it to one of us if we need someone else to be involved we share that information so it's a it's a good way not to be working in isolation yeah and of course you involve community pharmacies and there's medicines conversations as well I know so it's fantastic absolutely and hopefully working with paramedics and lots of different community services coming into into these networks of professionals wonderful So if you want to find out any more information on this new way of working, communities of practice, better care, primary care network, this information is all on your local CCG website. In the meantime, please do help us to help you keep well. That's absolutely the most important thing. You'll also be helping local NHS services by thinking a bit outside the box maybe about how you access services and save those really acute facing services for those who most need them. As you know from previous podcasts, we're striving to save that all important £50 million this year to cover our financial deficit and get us back to a place where we can focus on more of this transformative and innovative ways of working. Better for everybody within our communities. Holly, thank you for chatting today. We really appreciate your leadership of these teams and your dedication to the person as an individual. It's paying real dividends. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Thank you.